Hey everybody, what's going on? We got a podcast coming up. It's going to be about cruising. Now I know what you're thinking. Well, Tommy, there's no such thing as cruising right now, is there? Yeah, well, we're going to do it anyway. Let's start the show. Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo. All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show coming to you not quite live from Long Island, Hewlett, Nassau County, New York and the party's just getting started. That's right. It's the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show and I think I said that already. Well, listen, we're here, we're saying it again, it is what it is. Now I want to thank you guys for joining us. There's so much stuff going on and at the very, very same time, there's absolutely nothing going on. But we're here together. We're fighting through it together. We're going through it together. And we're going to see what we can make happen here. You know, I am just as entertained by you guys, whether it's the Facebook group, whether it's the emails, whether it's the Instagram, as you are listening to the show. And I don't mean to be presumptive and say that you're entertained and automatically assume that you're entertained, but you are listening, right? So you do got the earbuds in. You are kind of walking around doing your mundane details and you're choosing the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast as a little bit, dare I say, a companion for those types of things. So I think it's kind of fair. I do... Uh, I think it's safe to assume that you do listen and you do hang in there with us during these crazy and wacky times, which we're going to talk about in a little while. Talking about things, uh, you know, we're still working on getting this restaurant, this bar, this lounge, whatever you want to call this thing up and running. And, you know, it's, it, it, I feel pretty good about it. I, I talk about this more on the Patreon, but it's it's just a matter of just uh, a lot of moving parts and uh, putting them all together. Uh, being the point person for this, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's exciting. It's intriguing. And I can tell you what, I've done at least nine, ten of these openings. They're all different. They all take on their own, I guess, uh, you know, what would you say? Their own kind of, um, they, 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 they all have a different wavelength, a, a different vibe. You know what I mean? Sometimes there's more help than others. Sometimes there's more more ambitious project uh i guess layers to the project than others this is a challenging one there is no doubt about that but i have to say a week away from what we call friends and family and uh you know about 12 days away from opening you know just opening to the public i gotta say i feel fairly comfortable and confident in where we are you know what i mean and uh that's pretty much it i do want to mention while we are on this continued hiatus, which obviously we'll talk about in a little while. And let's talk about that first, actually. Guys, listen, we're here. I don't want you to turn this off. I don't want you to get discouraged because we're hanging out. You know what I mean? We're your companion to me. I'm a companion to you. But I'm going to call it like what it is. There really is nothing 
going on in cruising. I'm not here to lie to you. We're adults. We don't lie to each other. There's not any... There's not any reason to believe that right now you are any closer to cruising than you were three weeks ago, six weeks ago, whatever. It's it's the truth. It's what it is. I can't I can't help that. I can't help that fact. And you know, if I am anything on this podcast, it's uh, you know, you can count on me to give it to you straight when it comes to the cruising information. And no, you know what I mean? There's little bits of stuff leaked out. This, you know, framework to for a phased in, you know, for resumption of sailing, whatever sixteen words they put together with it. This is this this is just like we said, this is a, a no sale order that's continued. There was uh what would you call it? Um a you know, I don't want to call it a uh a, a revolt but you know the cruising community, they, they will be heard. They will not stand down. So there is a ton of people and a ton of voices out there that are saying, hey, can we get this thing going again? And there's a lot of pressure, economic, from the local governments. So the CDC and the cruise lines, obviously. So the CDC comes in and sets this parameter framework for resumption of sailing to cruise to whatever. And it's really just, it may be even worse than the no-sail order is what it is. There is nothing out there that is telling us with any type of, I guess, um, validity or, or anything with any power behind it that's telling us that we're going to be back to sea soon. Somebody asked me, do you think my, you know, my buddy Mike asked me, do you think my November Swingers cruise is going to be happening? I say, I cannot tell you. I do feel as though I watch every day. I look for the signs. I look for the signals to whether or not we're going to be able to get this thing going again. And I even watch the YouTube channels of my colleagues Guys, nobody knows. There's nothing. There's speculation there every once in a while. There is something that does happen that you can read into. I mean, we're going to talk about the carnival situation as far as what they posted and this and that. Um, I want to stop short of saying this, but I'm not going to stop short of saying this. I'm going to say it. We're being taken for a ride. Okay, And as a New Yorker, a born and bred New Yorker, that's the one thing that a New Yorker doesn't want to. We don't want to be anybody's jerk off. We don't want to be anybody's sucker. And there is an alertness to that. Dare I say a paranoia to just not, you know, you're not fooling me. Right. And this is what it is. Fool me once, shame on, phone get fooled again. We've gone over that. We've said that. The wise words of philosopher George W. Bush. And if we all know if George W. Bush was anything, he was uh, a wordsmith. I mean, uh, uh, an intellectual user of the modern-day English vocabulary like no other president was. He had, a, he, had, he had the proverbial silver tongue. Never a misstep with any of his words. Um, and yeah, fool me to a fool, to, won't, won't get fooled again. And, you know... I don't want to get fooled and it feel like we are. I mean, it's like it's 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 month after month, month after month. Let's let's put away the cynicism. Let's talk about something positive. What I want to do is get the traction going a little bit more. And I want to have uh, see if we could start having a conversation since we can't cruise. We got to do something, guys. There was too much fun on that first group cruise to not try to rekindle some of the magic. Will it be the same? Who knows? Maybe it'll be better. Maybe it'll be. It definitely will be different. But I want to do an always be booked group cruise. See, you can't even stop the Freudian slip. A group trip, a land vacation. Dare I say my first land vacation in probably 11 years. 
I mean, real vacation. You know what I mean? You go on little getaways to Key West or whatever, but an actual land-based vacation to Nashville, Tennessee. And I want you to come with me. I want us to do this. I want us to make it happen. I put it in the Facebook group. By the way, we have the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. I would cordially request the honor of your presence to join that group uh it is a community if there's any aspect of community to what we do you'll find it in that group and we kind of shoot the shit we roast each other a little bit we go off topic it's not just strictly cruising so those of you who are purist and traditionalists and simply won't have it when it comes to non uh you know off topic from cruising yeah maybe it is not the group for you but it is mostly cruising i'll say it's 75 to 80 percent cruising but yeah if we make a good meal at the restaurant, I'm going to post it. If somebody has a funny joke about it, something, we're going to post it. Some say, some might say it's off color sometimes, but it's kind of who we are, what we do, where we're from. So it is what it is. So the trip to Nashville. Now, I, I did some research, and I got two levels of feedback. Uh, I don't know Nashville per se. I am a country music fan, as you guys know. And Nashville is always a bucket list, like we talked about. Some of the some of the places that I want to travel to that are in the continental United States that obviously don't have anything to do with the cruise vacation is a trip to Nashville, Tennessee. Also, a trip to New Orleans, Louisiana, and a trip to San Francisco, California. Those are the three things that I kind of want to do that I haven't done yet. Now, I saw that came across my YouTube feed. You guys know I am. Guys, I'm still on the Traveling Robert kick. You know, we had uh, Traveling Robert on the show. I think he did a great job. There's something about this guy and his videos. It's not the slickestly produced, but that voice, if you want to go to sleep and then just kind of like, if you love travel and you want to go to sleep to travel, you put Traveling Robert on your TV and just the, he composes all his own music we won't go through all that again but just that kind of like he's got a bedtime story type of voice and then you look up and he's just in some canyon somewhere death valley up and down and around the coast of florida he's going east all the way to west he's got a three and a half hour video of his trip going east to west well i know what you're thinking tommy what kind of loser are you that you're sitting there watching three and a half hours of traveling robert drive across the country now the thing is is that i don't i watch it in little bits and pieces you put it on you pass out you see a couple of states you pass out a couple of weeks later you put it back on then he comes back goes east to west i mean west to east goes north to south he's been everywhere and one of his videos popped up today and it was a trip to gatlinburg tennessee and i'm going to tell you this right now so we're talking about our trip right we're talking about the always be booked land-based cruise we're gonna uh, cruise non-cruise we're gonna have to come up with a funny name for it of course but i think i'm gonna drive down there and i'm definitely gonna check out gatlinburg first because it looked like now it's not a nash it's not nashville it's about 200 miles outside of nashville and it kind of just looks like it's got dollywood it's got dolly parton's uh dollywood thing there and it looks like it's a bunch of like really cool tourist attractions a very remote I think it's Appalachia, right? They're in the Appalachian Mountains somewhere, but it looks really, really cool. It looks like a town that's worth spending a day or two in, and I may attach that to the always-be-booked Nashville trip. Now, we have an Ainsworth there in Nashville, so that's kind of cool. We'll definitely be able to roll through there, 
Maybe I'll get on the get in the DJ booth for a little while, but we will have a nice time. Uh, so there was two schools of thought of obviously what's the first step when you're thinking about where you're going to go. Okay, where are we going to stay? So I put out a couple of feelers, and uh, the things that came back to me were the newest and hottest hotel was the Virgin Hotel. Okay, so I'm thinking, wow, Virgin Voyages, Virgin Hotel, you know we like a pool bar, you know we want to swim up, we want to hang out, we want to be able to have a home base where we can kind of congregate and chill. And to me, no offense to anything, no offense to people who are shore excursionists, no offense to people who are beachists, or no offense to people who are, you know, culturalitists, anything like that. We're going to do all the things. We're going to do the damn things. But I can tell you right now, my favorite moments already are going to be at that pool bar at the hotel when we're just kind of hanging out. Maybe it's after a good long day of doing some sort of an excursion. Maybe it's right before or after dinner. Whatever it is, getting that pina colada or that vodka soda or whatever it is in your left hand or your right, depending upon your, uh, you know, which, which way you go. It, it, that's going to be the best part. Just kind of hanging out and catching up, shooting the breeze. Getting, now, the only thing, I don't know, the, the, what will be missing and what I love about the, you know, what I love about the cruise thing is that you always have the view too. You know what I mean? You want that view. I don't know if you get the view. We'll see. But what I hear is that the Virgin Hotel, Richard Branson, same shit, same color scheme. We all know we've had Virgin Voyages cruise ships shoved down our throats for 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 for, for years now, as it seems. And you have that whole same motif, that whole same look, that same vibe with the planes and everything, the trains and everything, uh, you know, at this hotel. So that can kind of give us a little bit of a cruising vibe. And I put that up now not to be outdone. Scott comes out and he says, hey, well, guess what? There's also a Margaritaville. Now, nothing. He one up to me. He one up to me. Now, I got to look at these two hotels and always be booked uh cones out there who think you might be coming on this trip feel free to check it out on your own as well the virgin hotel in nashville versus the margaritaville hotel i have not priced them out yet i have not checked into them too detailed but they both look phenomenal let's see where we end up i can't wait uh, a lot of good responses so far some people say hey listen man I don't care when you do it. Let's do it. Uh, it doesn't matter what month, but I would encourage you to go check out the Always Be Booked Cruisers Travel Cruising Travel Lounge on Facebook. If you're not, if you haven't joined the group, join the group. But when you do, if you are in the group, find the post that I made and comment on when the best time is. I'm thinking I want to get some of that pool in. So you know, I was thinking maybe fall for the foliage. But if we could do like late August, September, yeah, and I'm talking this year. What are we doing? What are we going to wait? We're going to wait around? What are we, a bunch of we, 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 the people who wait? No. Are we, are we that group that needs a three-year three, three lead time before we book a damn vacation with each other? I don't think so. And that's the way it's going to be. So I can't tell you how, how uh, excited I am about that. And uh, I want to hear your feedback. Also, people who do know Nashville, give us some, I guess, hints. I think there's a Johnny Cash Museum there. I definitely want to check out. 
I know that you got Broadway, you got 16th Avenue, uh, just walking up and down the streets, listening to some live music. It is the uh, music city, so you never know who you're going to bump into. I have a bunch of podcast uh, people that I that I, that I I listen to that have moved there. Shout out to Theo Vaughn. I don't know why I'm shouting him out. He doesn't know me, won't hear this, never will see me, never will know me. But still, I'm a big fan, and I know he moved out there. Um there's some good comedy out there. They got a Zany's comedy club there. There's so much we can do. And we're just good. I'm I'm excited. I don't know if you could hear it in my voice, but I'm pumped. In this era, in this in this time of us being grounded from a cruise standpoint, this is what it is. All right, let's talk about some Carnival Cruise Line stuff here right now, real quick. Are you ready? <clears throat> All right, let's go. Cruise mode. Here we go. Carnival is out there and they're seeking more funding. Uh, $3.5 billion is what they were able to secure in unsecured notes. Uh, that's going to be an interest rate of 5.75%, and they're going to have to pay that back. That means it's going to mature on March 1st of 2027. So we've heard this before. We know these cruise lines are out there. They're in survival mode. I don't uh, know what their limit is, how long that they have uh, before they're bankrupt. I think you know, you're going to hear varying uh, sources of information. First, you heard a year from when they shut down. Now you hear a year from now. Who knows? Whatever. But it's uh, you got to give them credit. You have to give them credit with in with the grit in which they are running these businesses, doing whatever it takes. Three point five billion in unsecured notes they got in their uh, possession now. Uh, this is going to be finalized on February 16th. Uh, they're going to be private offerings and payments will be made. So they're going to have to pay this back semi-annually on March 1st and September 1st every year until that aforementioned maturity date of March 1st, 2027. Um, this comes at the heels of Carnival recently lowering their uh, target price for their stock from $25 to $23 uh, due to the, this is a quote, due to the latest and ongoing uh, global cruising suspensions. Uh, this is, uh, I believe it's one of the financial institutions. I think it's, was it, who was it? I forgot. I'm sorry. I should, this is bad, but they, they basically lowered the expectation of what their stock price is going to be for the year. And this is what it is. Uh, a lot of a lot of reasons this is happening. Alaska being a major blow to the 2021 cruise season, uh, along with the continued unclarity on what the CDC protocols will be in the framework for the phased resumption of the industry. Uh, if we are looking for a silver lining, okay. So it's J.P. Morgan. I had it in the notes here, guys. Sorry about that. So J.P. Morgan is who is kind of devaluing this Carnival stock. They're saying that it's going from it's it's going to be. Projected at twenty three dollars instead of twenty five dollars long term, uh, but J P Morgan did their research and they said they expect a huge spike due to what is clearly a pent up desire for travelers to get back to cruising. You know, and I think everybody listening to this can kind of attest to this. Of course, the varying degrees. I know certain people have varying degrees of how seriously. They take this virus, whether or not this is something we should really kind of quarantine and stay home about, or this is something that's just, you know, a step above the cold and we all got to get out there and live our lives. Respect to all of your opinions, all of them. But I think no matter what, if you're listening to this show, let's just call it what it is. Your ass wants to get back on a cruise ship. Nobody can really, uh, you know, 
really, really denying that. So Carnival's out there. They're doing what they have to do to sustain their operations. Um, I'm wondering sometimes, when you see all these financial moves being made, when you see all the, uh, uh, I guess, the funding being acquired in, in these trying, trying times, I wonder if they had this type of a doomsday plan. Do you think that if they ever thought this thing might happen, you would think these companies, you know, you, you, so how you think of NASA? Remember, remember when you watched Armageddon and the asteroid was heading towards the Earth and Bruce Willis said, well, what's your plan? And NASA was like, well, we don't really have one. Well, this is the plan. And then Bruce Willis was like, well, this is the whole plan. And NASA's like, yeah. And then Bruce Willis like had a meltdown. He's like, are you kidding me? You're NASA. For gosh sakes, you're NASA. This You don't have a plan beyond this? You guys, if you don't, who does? So I'm wondering, with all these financial moves and this wheeling and dealing and these, you know, these, 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 these private offerings and these bonds that are being put out there and the funding that's being secured, do you think that there's some in some safe somewhere, there's some nuclear football type thing on a computer, on a laptop that's just carnival, this is what we do if we shut down. Phase one, phase two, phase three. This is how we're going to get all this funding. We're going to sell off these ships. Do you think this was a scenario that they had in the books in case this type of thing might happen or do you think they're making it up as they go along because if they are making it up as they go along i have to say yeah they're they're uh, parting with a lot of equity yes they're parting with a lot of cruise ships but there is you know there's something about these major billion dollar corporations that sometimes take hardships and come out stronger and you do hear the cruise line and the cruise corporation talk about coming out of this a leaner and healthier company so who knows it's going to be interesting to see what the future holds all right so last week we spoke about canada's ban of cruising into 2022 and its consequences affecting the alaska cruise season again just a just a curious bewildering decision to shut cruising down for a year alaskan government officials are not holding back uh, as far as letting every everybody know how they feel about this extension so the the um the representatives whether it's the house or the senate everybody involved with uh, alaska is using words like unexpected unacceptable they're saying they're wrecking absolutely wrecking the state's economy and causing financial danger to its residents um they're trying they're trying to see what can happen now there's i guess a couple of different scenarios that could play out uh one of which is completely unlikely and one of which may be likely i even heard people uh some chatter about you know is this a hostile situation is this uh canada in some sort of an adversarial move knowing that you know the u.s you know, relies on cruising so much, or Alaska per se relies on Canada uh, for cruising so much. Is this some sort of a move where is is it hostile? Could it be? I'm not sure. So, without getting too deep and too technical, the Passenger Vessel Services Act is uh, is an act that came into play in 1886. It wasn't meant to affect cruising, but it eventually did affect cruising because basically what it is is that any ship that's flagged from a foreign government. If they're going between U.S. cities, 
they have to stop at a foreign place. And, uh, you know, that's because they want to, I guess, maybe encourage ships to be built in the U.S. If it's a foreign ship, and most of these cruise ships are foreign, they have to stop in a foreign place between two U.S. cities. So that just is what it is, and there's no way really around that, except they're trying to make a couple of things. So trying to make a couple of possible solutions. Now, the first possibility is that Canada permits a technical call where passengers do not get off the ship. Now, this would take a lot of cooperation from Canada. It would take, I guess, some sort of um, signing off of legislation. People would have to agree to this. Now, Canada, if they were doing this to hurt us or the hurt, hurt the economy or hurt the cruising industry in any way, they would probably be less apt to agree to this because I don't think, listen, Shutting down your entire cruising industry for an entire year without even having all the information at your fingertips with a, uh, a vaccine being rolled out right now with numbers going down, dare I say drastically, to shut things down for a year is pretty weird. But you got to think it's not an all out war. It's not it, it can't be like, you know, uh, to where, you know, we're just doing this simply to screw American cruisers or American cruise companies. So who knows? But an opportunity for U.S., uh, I guess, uh, U.S.-based cruise companies with ships that are flagged in other companies could be where they just do a technical stop. So they can go to any stop in Canada, stop the ship. Nobody gets off the ship. They spend a little time there, maybe refuel, reprovision, and then they get back on their way and they go to Alaska. So theoretically... They will have satisfied the requirements of this act. Who knows? Or the other possibility, now they're thinking that this is more of a long shot, a possible waiver of the act could be put in play. Uh, some sort of loophole might be created or found, and they will just kind of allow this to happen for economic purposes. Because let's face it, the law was not meant to affect cruising in its uh, origin, the ultimate reason they put this law into play and it's kind of antiquated right now it doesn't even so i guess the government you could do whatever you want right if you really don't have a reason you know what i mean call it what you want you didn't bail out the cruise lines maybe this is a little bit of a help a little bit of a bailout and the real bailout in this regard is for the people of alaska that rely on the cruise economy to come in, people staying, uh, you know, doing these excursions, people taking the tours, whatever else. You know what I mean? There's so much going on in Alaska that would be happening all cruise season during basically the summertime. That's not going to be happening. People are going to be ridiculously affected by this as so many people are. And I get it. Some people might say, well, Alaska, join the club. We're all out here struggling. You got to do your part too. You know what I mean? Hopefully those stimulus checks are coming, but that's just not going to do it. You know what I mean? All right. Well, what really is there else to say? I do hope, while I have no real dog in this fight, I do not have any underlying desire to go to Alaska on a cruise ship, but I do realize how important it is to the industry that I love, and I do realize how important it is to the citizens of the people that live in the state of Alaska. So I'm hoping for a resolution to happen, and we will definitely keep you posted as this story develops. Uh, all right, so let's move in. Let's go back to Carnival and talk about, I guess, my feelings, because that's what we're all here for, right? It's all about me, my feelings. <laughs> uh, 
about the state the state of uh, Carnival and their cruise. So this is what it is. They, they, they put up, and shout out to Scott. Scott Stevenson put it out. He, he gets the credit for that. Um, or was that one Bob? That might have been Bob Adams, that one. Um, either way, you're both getting credit on that. We're just throwing credit around indiscriminately here. Somebody posted Carnival releasing protocols for what is going to be, what's going to have to happen if we return to cruising. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, okay, if you want to talk about, now, granted, it's the smallest glimmer of progress. It's the smallest glimmer of information, hope, whatever you want to call it, that there is starting to be some sort of, I guess, movement in this long battle to get us back to sea, okay? Not a big one. I was not overly excited by it because you're talking about one cruise line placing down a bunch of protocols that we already knew were coming. There was no surprises, let's be honest. You know, like I said, even when the CDC released that thing that we're going to have to have masks on while, we, while we're cruising, that was a joke to think that that was some sort of breaking news. And, you know, well, a lot of people aren't going to be happy about this. Listen, if you didn't know you were going to have to wear a mask when we start cruising again, dude, that's, uh, you can't fix that. Whatever, whatever, you know, that's a special kind of, uh, let let's, uh, let's be be nice and call it uh, distracted. You're distracted. <laughs> You're a distracted human. If you thought we were going to get back on a cruise ship and we weren't going to be made to wear a mask, at least in the beginning, obviously. And now, so that was that was that. Now this is Carnival putting out a bunch of protocols that none of which were like, oh wow, you know that's a real eye opener. Oh, I hadn't thought of that one. These are the same protocols that we've been talking about, listening, uh, listening uh, to, hearing about for months and months now. Masks, social distancing, everything. You know what I mean? Cleaning, multiple cleaning, no buffet, everything. So they started putting this stuff in there. And everybody's reading it like, okay, this is, it's not the fact that the, nothing to do with the information that was in there because none of it was groundbreaking. It's the fact that the information was starting to come out. That led you to believe that Carnival is not going to put that out. So I'm saying Carnival's not going to put that out unless there is some sort of a conversation with the CDC. And then just led you, lead you to believe that the communication process has started. Carnival is speaking to the CDC. The CDC is giving this, this type of framework for them to kind of act on. And Carnival is responding accordingly and putting it out to the public. So there is a small, little, still nothing about test cruises, still nothing about when we're actually going to get back to sea, but this is what they gave you. So you take what you can get. So I was a little bit happy about, okay, this is something we might be able to build on until carnival comes out with well we screwed up we weren't supposed to release that that was an error we were not so i mean that's a long mistake <laughs> it's a, oh, oh the thing was a typo <laughs> no you you have this ready you obviously you know and no and they're not denying that so i know i'm being captain obvious here but they put this thing together all the protocols they probably are communicating with the cdc they probably have you know so all this stuff probably is in place but instead of being able to just leave it there, well, there's probably two reasons why they didn't just leave it there. And this is speculation on my part. First and foremost, because they weren't authorized. CDC probably told them, well, you're jumping the gun here. Because CDC is clearly 
just rolling this out very, very slowly with the different color codes as to the readiness of cruise ships. To the, the, the CDC knows that if Carnival puts this out, that means people are going to get excited and think that we're getting uh, back to the resumption of cruising. CDC knows that we're not getting back to the we're not we're not anywhere near that yet. So CDC the CDC probably uh, had something to do with telling Carnival, hey hey hey, calm down. You know what I mean? Or for whatever reason, uh, you know, Carnival decided that on their own that they are a little further away, and maybe by putting that out is sending a mixed message that we're going to be ready sooner than sooner than we think, but we're not. The other thing, the other reason why it may have gotten ta- why it may have gotten taken down was that it could be looked at as like an official, um, a, a, an official document that would tell you everything that would be involved with the resumption of cruising, and some people may see it that way. Some people may look at this thing as gospel when the reality is that this is just still a portion of the whole work in progress of all the other so this could be the beginning maybe it's 80 percent done and with the release of this maybe people only read this and then another 20 percent is added and then people don't they think they're covered by this 80 percent and they don't read the other 20 percent so for whatever reason all i'm saying is that the fact that this got put out there gave me the most cynic of cynics a little bit of a reason to think we might be getting back to what we love to do. But then it was quickly taken away by, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't want to give any reason of hope. Uh, it's a mixed message for us to actually give them actual hope to think that they're going to be able to get back to sea soon. So let's have Carnival or Carnival. Let's retract this and just take it off of our website. I don't know. To me, why not just leave it up? You put it out there. Just leave it up. You know what I mean? You could always add to it. You could say, you know what? This is not a complete document. We're still working on other protocols. We're still meeting with the CDC. But this stuff right here is stuff that we know is going to have to be put in place in order for us to get back to see. So it is what it is. Uh, And that's why I said what I said sort of like at the top of the show where it was, guys, take it from me. Uh, we're not anywhere yet you know what i mean those of you that are like looking at your you know the dates okay you know those of you who are going to be surprised any minute when they say uh you know cruising is shut down through may you're crazy it's not there's no cruises happening in may there's probably no cruises happening in june i mean we're not close guys we're not close it is what it is um hopefully you're not mad at me for saying that but again I see no reason to have false hope and false optimism on a cruise vacation. Call, call me what you want. Um, all right, let's just get away from that for a minute. And one thing I wanted to do is have a conversation with you guys. And, you know, we try to talk about news. We try to talk about, you know, off cruising topic stuff. We try to talk about travel and general stuff. But I wanted to get back to the, the, the nicer times with cruising. I wanted to get back and do some reminiscing about what I miss about cruising today, right? I just kind of wrote some stuff down and I was thinking, man, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. It's not what I miss about cruising every day. It's not some order list of in order of what exactly I wish I could be doing or my favorite cruise activities. It's none of that. This is just me reflecting 
with a glass of lemonade and just thinking about what I miss about cruising right now, what I wish I could be doing as it pertains to cruising right now. And as always, I'll start with number one. It's always the lead up. Guys, you know, there's no vacation that offers that to me. There's no vacation that, you know, if you're going to an all-inclusive resort, what are you going to plan? And on day three, we're going to go to the restaurant number four. And on day five, we're going to go to restaurant number two. And no, no, you're going on cruising. Like we said, it is an adventure. You're, You're going places. You never stop moving on a cruise vacation. You're gathering no moss on a cruise vacation, which is why I'm so in love with that form of travel. And I think a lot of us do that for that reason. And it's mostly subliminal. That's the to me that's the very thing. For all the people that feel like it's a cattle call and they walk they cattle they herd you around like cattle, it's so regimented. That is the antithesis for me. The people who 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 have who hate cruising on that side are countered by the fact that yeah, they're herding us around, maybe, but we're going on an adventure. We never know what the next day is gonna bring. It's waves. It's 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 going from place to place, sunrise to sunset in different places throughout the world, and that to me is just exhilarating. Nothing short of absolutely exhilarating. So, um, you know, you're always wondering the lead up to the cruise, and it doesn't. It's not just the cruise. You do have that one or two day and nights, uh, one or two one or two days and nights that you have before the before the cruise. Some people plan vacations around the cruise and make sure they get a weekend in Miami, a weekend in Orlando or wherever else they're cruising out of. And that's part of the vacation too. You know what I mean? Where are you staying? Where are you having dinner? Where are you going out? One night, two night, however long it is. There's so much to take in. There's so much to, uh, I guess, do even before you ever get on this cruise ship. And like I said, also, what plans? What are you, what are you going to do? You know, like I said, you never try to predict the cruise. That's one of the biggest rules in always be booked cruising. Never try to predict your cruise. That's not to say you don't make a plan. You make that plan, but at any moment, prepare to abandon that plan. Now, you know what? Hold on. Let, let's do a little tangent here. So very, very often these tangents are not planned. We'll do a planned tangent here. And, and to speak to what I just spoke about, you know, it's always the excursion that you didn't do or the activity that you didn't do that has you wondering. And I was doing some reflecting on this and trying to figure out um, some of the things I was like beyond excited about to do while I was on a cruise ship that honestly, I just didn't do. I never got to for whatever reason, changed the mind. Somebody else in the group changed their mind or maybe there was a, a, a little bit of drinking the night before. Maybe we didn't make it because we got a little hungover. So I wanted to put together, and I didn't put a number on it, but I thought of the biggest things that I wanted to do that I just did not get to do, hopefully eventually do get to do, and dare I say I was booked. These are not just whimsical bucket list things that I was thinking about maybe, oh, one day, you know. No, I was booked to do each of these things. And for whatever reason, and I'll explain to each one why it didn't happen, it didn't happen. All right? So the first one was on my very first cruise. I really did not have 
any clue as to what to expect on that first cruise. And you guys have heard me talk about my first cruise, how I did not have a great time. But um, the truth is, is that I knew it was just like, it was like a vision. I was like a visionary. I was a cruise visionary. I had a crappy time. The person I went with was, eh, you know what I mean? It wasn't, they, you know what it was when you, when as, as impressed as I was with everything, she was kind of like, I could take it or leave it. This is kind of cool, but eh, oh, this was eh, oh, there's nothing to do. Oh, there's a dude. If you, you know, uh, I have a former friend who, 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 who divorced me as a friend <laughs> because of, facebook arguments on politics because my middle of the road statement was too right wing for her um <laughs> the good old days hey what are you gonna do um she she says hey her her motto was if you're bored you're boring and i like it i kind of like it if you're bored you're boring it's not to insult anybody who was ever bored but listen well, nobody's guaranteeing you a good time. You make a good time. And if you're a fun person, you're going to be out there having a good time. You know, if you're bored, it's because you're getting involved in boring shit. Hence, you might be boring. You know what I mean? doesn't mean to say you can't uh, recover from that. You can't, you know, bounce back from that. But yeah. And I'm like, you know, if you're running around Puerto Rico, St. Thomas, and Grand Turk, and you're basically saying, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, to me, that's kind of more about you. So that kind of put me in a little bit of a bad stage uh, when it came, a bad frame of mind. Um, the other thing was I didn't know what I didn't know when it came to cruising. So, you know, I didn't know not to be uh, curling dumbbells in a gym while we're sailing into San Juan. I didn't know that uh, St. Thomas was probably not the best place to just jump on a boat and snorkel. There's a lot of other places that are better for that. And there's a lot of better things to do in St. Thomas. I didn't know that the Bacardi tour in 2011 was an absolute ripoff and a money grab. You know what I mean? All these things. Uh, what else? Uh, so Grand Turk. So I was kind of like done with this particular cruise by day four or day five. Having said that, it's so interesting to me because I absolutely fell in love with it and looked around and was like, oh boy, I cannot wait to get back on this damn ship, one of these ships, with someone who I'm going to have a good time with. You know what I mean? And the girl I went, out, went with, she's awesome. She's really cool, really sweet. You know, I'm not close with her anymore, but there was a time where we were very close and it was cool. You know what I mean? But she just wasn't impressed with with cruising in general it wasn't her thing first two nights she had her head between her legs just trying to battle seasickness and that's not her fault it's not it's not it's not um you know we're in the comedy club and she's literally got you know her head between her knees staring at the floor trying to combat uh she she adjusted the lady it was just a little you know it just wasn't um it, it wasn't a cruise match is all it was so then uh I knew it was going to be awesome, but you know, the first two days were at sea, obviously first two and a half days were at sea. Then we sailed into San Juan. Second port was St. Thomas. And the third and final port <clears throat> was Grand Turk. And, um, we had an excursion booked in Grand Turk and I was pretty excited to do it. I wanted to do the horseback riding in the water you know what i mean there's not a lot to do on grand turk although it is kind of you could always find something to do like there's something to do in grand turk that snorkeling trip that me and Stu went on the very next time i went to grand turk was one of the coolest excursions i've ever done but 
you know, in this particular case, I was with this girl the whole time. We were with each other on every uh, excursion, every port. I could see her just kind of like being a little like, eh, this isn't impressing me. This is not what I thought Puerto Rico would look like. This is not what I thought, you know, same time. So now by the time we get to Grand Turk, she's bitch like, oh my God, where are we now? Look, you know, when you sail into Grand Turk, you look from the top deck, you're not going to necessarily be blown away by the topography or the pomp and circumstances. You know, Grand Turk is Grand Turk. It is what it is. And uh, she was kind of just like, you know what? And this is what I did. I needed some separation. So I said, you know what? Would you mind if I sat out the horseback ride? And I did it only because I wanted to kind of get away. And I was chilling at Margaritaville. I liked it. I thought it was cool. And, um, oh, wow, you guys, uh, this was my first ever moped. And, guys, I crashed the mo. I forgot about this. I crashed the most. Now, this was way less violent. That was the thing. I crashed this moped too in Grand Turk. Stepped on the gas, I guess, with the with the with the hand thing, whatever. Revved it, revved the engine with the hand thing. Got out of control. This was my first ever time on a moped. Got on the thing, crashed into a like a like a sharp bush. I don't think there were thorns, but it was like sharp, like a needle like leaves or pine on or whatever. And um, I got cut up, just just a little cut up, you know, scraped up a little bit. No big deal. I got back on the moped and drove around the island. But uh, yeah, I did I did fall off the moped in a very very uh, benign type of situation, not like Nassau. Nassau was a, was a bloodbath, but this one was bad. I forgot that that Nassau was not even the first time I fell off a moped, and it was. Uh, listen, I've ridden mopeds before. Okay, I'm not a moped moron. I rode mopeds around Cozumel several times, no problems. I was even doing—I should even say—I was even taking—I was—it was even using my video camera while I was doing it. But um, yeah, I lost control of those two situations. Uh, two and two situations had to be. But I told her to take the excursion by herself. Now I wanted to do it at one point, and I still want to do it. I feel like it would be really cool chilling on a horse. You're in the middle of the uh, Caribbean, or that's the Atlantic Ocean over there. In the wake, in the shadow of your cruise ship, on the beach. I was into that. I definitely wanted to do that. Booked it, paid for it, and I was trying to get away from this girl so bad. And I was liking what was going on so much at Margaritaville. I said, "Hey, would you mind if I just chilled here, got some conch fritters, had some drinks, and you go do the excursion?" She was like, really? I'm like, yeah. She's like, all right, if you say so. And it wasn't like you blow off the excursion too. I was like, would you mind if you actually went? Just please go on it and leave me the F alone for a couple hours. So, uh, you know, you know, especially when you're on a cruise with somebody for, and we were friends, but we never went away like that. We never even came close to spending that much time together. And, you know, when you go from not spending, you know, seeing somebody once every couple of weeks to, uh, literally living with them for seven days yeah you 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 want you you want a break and that's what i wanted and that's what i got so that horseback riding session in grand turk just never happened number two 2015 we were booked myself marie um who i had a uh uh, there were i was i wouldn't say dating but there was you know there were friends with benefits type of scenarios going on there and um Chris and Nick planned on going on a cruise and we were all hyped up. So this is what happened. 
we booked the Quantum of the Seas. Okay, this was going to cost us thirteen hundred bucks each, right? Thirteen hundred. The ship was brand new. This is one of their first couple of sailings, and we were leaving out of New York, and we were going to go to San Juan, Labadee, and what was the other one? Let's doesn't matter. Um, San Juan, Labadee, and that's kind of bothering me. Probably somewhere in the Bahamas, probably Coco Cay or something. Not sure. Either way, uh, the problem was is that they started playing games. Okay, they started playing games with the itineraries. They changed the itinerary. They said, you know, even if we were going to Labadee, we would only be stopping in Labadee, or, or um, we we were losing, we were losing a stop. So they were saying, well, this is more about the ship anyway. You're going to enjoy yourself. I was kind of into, no, I was kind of wanting to go to Labadee. I really wanted to go to Labadee. I was pumped about it. So that if we were going to Labadee, we probably weren't going to Coco K too. So that's out. That, that wasn't the case. But I started complaining about it online. I was going to war with Royal Caribbean. Finally, that was when I met Doug Parker. I emailed Doug Parker to try to get advice on him. And he was able to give me a phone number of a higher up. So I called the higher up and I didn't know Doug at this time. This was my first interaction with Doug ever. And I called the higher up and after much back and forth, they said they or the best they could do was give us half of our money back. Okay? So they gave us now, spoiler alert, down the road, they gave us another half of that other half in in in, in cruise credit. So they gave us half the money back. Now we lose half of that money. I called them up and harassed them even more and said, listen, you took half of our money. Can you at least give us half of that back in cruise credit? And they said, yes. So that was the Oasis of the Seas trip with Kay in 2017. But let's that's digressing or regressing one of the gressings. So we're um, fighting them. So we canceled that cruise. The reason that he was the, the, the thought process behind canceling the cruise. So we were going to pay 1300 bucks. I saw online that there was a Norwegian gem cruise also out of New York City for 10 days for $678. So we ate that first portion of the money. So if it was all said and done, right? So let's just say we had to pay $1,300 because that's what the Royal Caribbean cruise is going to be. If if we were all in going to have to pay $1,300, would we have more fun on the seven-day two-port Quantum of the Seas or the 10-day four-port Eastern Caribbean Norwegian Gem. And if you know our crew, we're about the experience. And it was a no-brainer. Even though we had to initially eat a little bit of money, it was still going to be worth it. And that was going to get us a balcony too with the drink package. So we made out. We made out with the days. We made out with, and I love the ship. I love the gem. And so we made it. We made it. But my point is, is what I missed out on was being on a quantum class ship. So by now in my cruise career, I should have had been on a quantum class ship with Royal Caribbean. But here we are that many years later. And still to this point, I have not experienced a quantum class ship, and I am definitely regretful of that part of it. I'm not regretful of the move, but I do regret never having been on a quantum class ship since then, even though at one point I was booked on one. Number three 
is the ferry to St. John. My, I believe it was my third ever cruise. Uh, I was with my buddy Joe, Joe Lover. He's got a nickname. that He goes by Joe Lover. Friends since high school, way, way back. Uh, his wife and then the lovely, talented, vivacious, and exotic Sony was with us. Of Sony, uh, you know, of Sony fame who walks through the... Uh, main theater in a in a in a bikini and a towel for the shows so she actually sony uh, is a legend sony is i mean incredible and she actually went to a show an evening after dinner or pre-dinner show in a bikini and a towel fresh out of the hot tub and you know a lot of you are absolutely probably um horrified by a thing like that for me it, it just increases her legend status that's all i could say um so it was us four we had a crazy night in san juan puerto rico the night before and uh this is a good and a bad this is a good news bad news type of scenario we had a crazy night in san juan the night before at senior frogs my buddy John Starr got us a free bottle, a complimentary bottle of uh, tequila, and we drank the bottle of tequila at the table. And, you know, Joe and Meg did their own thing, but they got after it too as well. Big dinner, big wine, everything. And we all woke up late for the excursion we booked in St. Thomas. And that excursion was to take a ferry to St. John. Now, that is the crown jewel. What everybody talks about is that you got to go to st john you got to take the ferry you got to go to trunk bay that's what everybody says and we were going to do it we had it booked we had it planned but we failed we missed it we didn't get up in time and the result was a little woman by the name of Rhonda came running up to us telling us you give me 15 dollars each you get in this safari taxi and i will show you a good time and it'll be the best thing you ever did so we took her word for it we had nothing else we we had just had breakfast at one of the restaurants the tap and still was not there yet so many of those places that you see along the port and haven site were not there yet uh, but we did find a little breakfast diner and then that's when we stumbled out of the breakfast diner all hung over and that's when Rhonda approached us she said get in we went to coral world then we went to the mountaintops we were drinking the whole time she was bumping that reggae music and that was the start the very start now for this we're going back to 2000 2013 i believe this is before the other trip the norwegian gem trip but the the time we had on that mountaintop bar crawl was just when you talk about the first that's probably where i invented the term pure cruise bliss it was out of control. It was amazing. And we all just had this look of joy on our faces the whole time. And I've never done something different since every time I've gone to St. Thomas. That was the time when I met the lovely um, St. Thomas, uh, the, the, the uh, Tara from St. Thomas, uh, the Cincinnati girl. You know what I mean? We're still friends today. Uh, beautiful, beautiful day. So I do have a regret that we didn't go to St. John and like, you know, uh, the same thing with the with the Quantum of the Seas. I don't regret the decision we made or it wasn't really much of a decision. I don't regret the result of what happened, but I do wish since then I had tried a St. Thomas trip that would involve uh, get, getting on the ferry and going over to St. John. I got to do it once. I got to eventually do it once. It's just so hard for me to pull myself away from that bar crawl, that mountaintop bar crawl. 
All right, number four, uh, hike a volcano in St. Kitts. Nicole and I, when we were talking about the trip on, um, what was it, of the seas? It was um, it was uh, Independence of the Seas? No, Independence, uh, Liberty of the Seas. We were going down south. We were going to, to, to you know, we were going way down in the Caribbean to St. Kitts. I hadn't been to St. Kitts. We researched something that you could do a hike up a volcano and then come to this big gorgeous clearing and that's what we kind of decided that we would do uh so much to the point where it was definitely the thing i was most looking forward to on that cruise to be honest and then nicole if you listen and don't feel bad because we had a great time anyway um i i don't regret what we did but that was one of the things that i wanted to do and I had initially booked this. And what it was is, you know, you'd get on a, you know, you get in a taxi. They drive you to the middle of the island, and then they would take you on a hike up this volcano. And there were like warnings about it too. You know what I mean? Like, make sure you have a lot of water. Make sure you're in good physical condition. Wear proper shoes. Be careful when you go. Because I was watching videos. There were some areas on the on the hike where you would kind of like have only a couple of feet of room to walk, and you would otherwise you'd fall over. Like it was a real adventure. Something I kind of wanted to try. The view looked amazing. Uh, But it never happened. It never happened because I guess we wanted to keep things open. And we just wanted to kind of... And then the other thing was is that they were doing those safaris as well. Now, we did the same thing. We ended up getting in a safari, open air. Nicole got a little bit of a taste for what it was like. She eventually did the real St. Thomas run, which dwarfs it in comparison but we did a similar type i tried to recreate the st thomas mountaintop bar crawl with a uh basically what was a rum run on this uh little open air safari on the uh st kitts run but we didn't do that so we were waiting around for this truck to pick us up this safari taxi to pick us up then they said okay it's not coming so just jump in with this crew so this crew was about to leave but they didn't leave yet I said, I made an executive decision. It's one of the best decisions I made on the fly. I did ask them to wait two seconds while we went to the bathroom. And I did, without telling anybody, sprint, not to a bathroom, to an import liquor store and got three plastic flask-sized bottles of Captain Morgan rum that could be easily put in our pocket. I mean, it was a decent size. It wasn't like the tiny airplane bottle. It was like a size or two up from that. They were gonna, it was going to do us. I didn't know that they had rum on the excursion already. Otherwise, maybe I wouldn't have done that. But listen, we were going to do this. We were going to do it right. So I ran in. I was out within maybe two and a half minutes. Came back. Oh, you went to the bathroom? Yeah, everything's good. Sat down next to Chris, next to Nicole, and, uh, you know, popped open the rum. And they were very, very uh, happy to see that I had made that executive decision. But yes, in the wake of that, I never did do what was what I wanted to do, which was the hike. But that's the beauty of all these things that you don't do. The beauty of it is, is that you get a reason to go and do it again sometime. You know what I mean? All right, number five, another one I wanted to do, and I was booked on it, it just didn't come to fruition, is the Panama Canal cruise. You know what I mean? I want to do the Panama Canal. I did a lot of research on it. I wanted to do a full transit. I wanted to go to Panama City in particular. I wanted to see all of it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to cross between the locks. I wanted to see that whole process, and um, that just never ended up happening. And then lastly, I was booked 
but it got canceled on my first ever non-big three, besides Bahama Paradise, my first non-big three, which was going to be celebrity. I was very, very excited to experience uh, what people talk about when they say that celebrity touch, that elevated level of service, elevated level of food, maybe a little fancier, uh, but still kind of fun and cool on a celebrity cruise ship, and I did not get a chance to do it. All right, let's get back to what I miss about cruising today. So that was the tangent, guys. That was the tangent. I just know that um, you know, when you talk about going on cruises and things you miss about cruising and you know the lead up and the plans you make and the plans you keep, but the plans you don't keep. So that's why I wanted to kind of hop into that tangent real real quick. But back to what I miss today, okay? And um I'll go with moments of silence. You know what I mean? there's so much going on when you're cruising there's so much music there's so much uh you know announcing there's so many people talking you telling you this selling you that friends all the time it's beautiful but those moments of silence whether it's on the balcony whether it's on the promenade whether it's that moment that you wake up in the morning and you don't remember where you are for a split second but then it kicks in and you're reminded with the fact that oh yeah I'm on a cruise and it's only day three of eight. There's no better feeling. Isn't it weird how the sea days kind of like, you know, you can really kind of ride through the sea days feeling like, you know, you got the whole cruise in front of you. But the minute you hit that first port of call, everything just starts going fast. And then the days start getting shorter, it seems like. Um, I miss we also, I miss today about cruising. I miss what you stumble into. You know what I mean? My, one of my favorite stumble into's was uh, an art. It was an it was an uh, art exhibit. Uh, you're walking down through Carnival Boulevard and the Carnival Splendor, and it's the middle of the day. You spent you spent 45 minutes in the sun, and you know you can't do more than that at one time because you're translucent and you'll burn. So you just start walking around the ship. And you see one guy come up to you with a glass of champagne and he says, free champagne, sir. And you're like, yes, absolutely. I'll have a free glass of champagne. Oh, come on in and check out the art exhibit. And it was funny because just that morning I was saying to people, why is art such a freaking big thing on a cruise ship? Why are people so uh, obsessed with art? Why? How did cruising and art have such a marriage together well anyway and i was making fun of it so this guy gave me a free glass of champagne so i sat in on the art and that's when i realized that follow the money was the real deal you know what i mean follow the money is the truth because there's a lot of entertaining people on a cruise ship you're talking stand-up comedians you're talking jugglers you're talking this you're talking that nobody was more entertaining on that cruise ship than the guy hosting the art auction Okay, why? Why do they put a guy like that in there? Because that's where the money is going to be spent. You know, how much money is going to be spent while you're sitting there watching a show? A fake hypnotist, a juggler on a on a unicycle. All this stuff is great and they're entertaining. But when they're trying to separate you from their money, that's when they're going to put the real geniuses in front of you. And this guy was so good, this auctioneer. I wasn't planning on buying anything. I was just making fun of people who buy things on cruise ships. And I started bidding. Now, I never ended up picking it up because they never ended up taking credit card information from you. So I guess it's non-binding until you pick it up. And I never did. So then that's kind of what happened. 
Okay, so this one's because I'm a little bit of a weirdo, but I can't help it. And it's just kind of like, I'm just a, I'm a nostalgic, I'm a nostalgic fella. You know what I mean? So the content on the TV always gets me as well. I get on the cruise uh, and I get on the ship and I'm looking, I turn on the TV and I like seeing that shore excursions information. I like seeing the channel that tells you how to gamble. I like most of all the security cameras that show you the front of the ship and the back of the ship. I like the, the, the map where it tells you where you are, uh, how deep it is, and you know, basically it tells you where you're going. All the cruise content that they put on TVs, I don't know about you, and I know there's some of you out there, some of you real cruise nerds out there, that everything you love about cruising and is, 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 is exemplified most in the subtleties of it. And you put on that channel, you kick your feet up, you're on that bed that's different than your own. In some ways it's shittier, in some ways it's better. You don't really know, you can't quite put your finger on it, but you put on those channels and you just know you're at sea. You smell in that stateroom, you smell in that cruise ship, you know right outside of your room there's just beautiful, gorgeous water, or maybe it's a port, you're in port, wherever you are. But you're putting on that channel and you know it's it's just nothing. There's no bigger sign that tells you you're on a cruise than with that weirdo shitty cruise pros programming that they put on the TVs. Another one is the dive in movie. Speaking of programming and uh you know content, I I, I really liked it. I never plan on spending a night watching movies on a cruise ship but they always just happen some way or another maybe it's a day you went hard during the day drinks and you're not ready for a night out maybe it's before before you go out but whether it was me and nick or whether it was somebody i always found myself at one point on the ship on on the on the cruise sitting on a a, a lounge chair with my popcorn watching a dive-in movie that I never would have thought to watch had I not been on a cruise. But since I'm on a cruise, I'm going to watch this movie and I'm just going to enjoy the shit out of it. I mean, for some reason, though, they always do put those like doomsday, crazy, wild scenario, big budget movies on, you know, whether you're whether it's Jurassic Park or whether it's, you know, we're going to Mars or whether it's uh, uh, Dunkirk, War at Sea. They put these crazy, uh, you know, blockbuster type movies with these loud crashes and, you know, high special effects. Always. They're always on cruise ships. But, hey, man, it does the job. Um, Sunset Sailways. I've talked about that a lot, about how we like to be around for the sunset, and I like to be kind of at the back of the ship having some cocktails with some good people where the sun is the right position in the sky. But I also like doing it from port. You know what I mean? You spent the whole day in a port of call, and now it's time to leave that port of call, and it always ends up being around like 6 o'clock or whatever. It usually it's around, you know, 3, 4, 5, 6 o'clock, and the sunset is not too far away. And when the sunset and the departure, I could think of specifically a couple of times out of San Juan when we knew we were heading to St. Thomas the next day. And I just went out on the balcony. And I remember one night I, w I just stepped out onto the balcony and we were still in Port in Saint, uh, uh, San Juan. And everything was beautiful. You could see people still walking around the street, you know, near the cruise port. You could hear just people having fun and there was energy. You could hear people on the ship. Uh, you could see, you know, where you just came in from. You can kind of see the fort a little bit, just a gorgeous landscape and you just take it in and it was getting dark and the sun was going down 
And out of nowhere, and I was staying, Marie was in the room with me, and I didn't say anything to anybody, but I just stared out there. And it was almost like that moment in Stand By Me, if you saw that movie. I know it's old, but if you saw that movie, it's a great, great movie if you haven't seen it. When he sees the deer. And there's so much going on and there's so much to share with everybody for the whole cruise. Sometimes you just want those little moments for yourself that nobody even needs to kind of really take part in. But I was on that balcony and looked and everything was perfect. It's like there was nothing that could be more perfect in that moment. And then out of nowhere, off in the distance, a fireworks show went up. And it was like these gorgeous fireworks that were shooting into the sky. And it was like the perfect cap to everything it was like the perfect it really just sealed the moment and i didn't yell because nick was in there listening to music and marie was there too and i don't know where chris was but i was just like i'm not even gonna call anybody out here right now i'm not even gonna i'm just gonna sit here in this pure cruise bliss and enjoy this fireworks show so that was an example of uh the sunset sand then we before long we were kind of sailing away um you guys know I've said this before, but my morning routine I really have been missing lately, especially as I kind of eat a lot and live a lifestyle right now of just like on the go and not necessarily having a lot, lot of time to really put in a lot of, um, you know, I guess dedication to lifestyle right now because it's just an opening and I got to get back into the rhythm, but it's a little bit difficult right now. But getting up in the morning at 10 a.m., that's what I do. I know it's late for a lot of people, but I get up at 10 and then I go to the gym sit in the steam room, feeling like a million bucks already from the gym in the steam room, going to the Lido deck or the pool deck, getting a fruit plate, and then follow that up with a cup of coffee. That is the winning formula to have an amazing cruise day. I will repeat it. You wake up around 10. You want to say 9, say 9, depending upon when you get to bed. You know what I mean? Some of you are in bed by 10 o'clock. Me, not so much, 3 a.m., so 10 o'clock is not too bad. 10 o'clock in the gym, Gym till 10.45, steam room till about 11.15, go get your fruit plate, eat the fruit plate on the Lido deck, get your coffee, get your iced coffee, and you're out ready to take on everything by noon, and you are feeling like a million bucks. So I miss that routine so much, and yeah, I got to find a way to make it happen here. In general, I got to say, it's just a little rough. Just that's the roughest part about being back in New York. So many good things about being here, feeling like I'm employed, feeling like I got the swagger back, feeling like I'm kind of like, you know, in charge of something rather than, you know, barely even putting on pants every day. <laughs> you go from, I mean, really, Kay, Kay must have been like, what the hell's going on with this guy? This is a shell of a man that I used to know. And uh, it really was like that. I was really like, if, if I put on pair, of, if I put on a pair of pants, it was to go for a walk. That's it. Not pants, shorts. I put on a pair of shorts and I disappear onto my two and a half hour walk. But I was being healthy because A, I wasn't working. So I was being very, very conservative with my money. So I wasn't eating and spending a lot of money on a lot of crazy food. And I was making sure since there is a pandemic going on that I did do a couple hours of walking or sometimes running every day. And I was getting in the sun every day. So all that stuff was happening. None of that's happening here. Money ain't a problem now, so I'm eating what I want to eat. Uh, the gym, I don't really have time for. The sun, there, you know, there's no sun. You do, what are you going to do? You're going to run around in the snow? No. So that's what you miss. You do miss it, but, you know, 
again, the yin and the yang to everything. But that routine was uh, amazing. I talk about it too, and I miss, and again, what we're talking about is what I miss today. What I do miss today and what I think about today is getting on that ship and that workmanlike approach to getting yourself settled in. Okay, you walk in that room, you can't wait to get to that room, you put that key card in, the door opens up, you get that wave of whatever smell it is, it's so nice and so fresh, you walk in, okay, here we go, this is home. I want the bags on the bed, put the bags on the bed, open them up. I want the socks in one drawer, let's establish it. This is your drawer, this is my drawer, this is your side, this is my side. These are your four hangers, I saved you this three shelves, this is my shelf. And then you go to war, you go in the bathroom, okay. This is your side. This is my side. I saved everything for you. And they're like, you know, she's like, what are we doing here? Can we relax for a second? I'm like, no, no, no. This is a workmanlike approach to getting ready for being on vacation. So you get everything out of the suitcase. You put everything. You hang up. The underwear goes in the underwear drawer. The socks go in the sock drawer. You put this here. You put that there. You put the hang-ups are over here. You know what I mean? You get your your bag, the laundry bag you take. Now that's your dirty clothes bag that you use, and that's it. So now you set up the toothpaste is out, the toothbrush, the cologne, the soap, the everything, the face wash, whatever else. You got everything out of the suitcase, and by God, that suitcase better get under that bed. I want the suitcase under the bed. Do you understand me? The beds are made for those suitcases to slide under, and if I see you not doing it, I'm going to be upset. The suitcase goes under the bed. Say it with me. All right. And then the last thing is um, the what I missed too is connecting with that right crew member. You know what I mean? Uh, most of the time, the crew is great. They're beautiful people. They're a ball to hang out with. They're always smiling. But then sometimes you get that extra higher level connection with certain crew members where they actually speak to you. It goes beyond the crew member and cruiser kind of thing. And they let you into their life. They talk to you a little bit more. They open up to you about what they're thinking. Maybe they say some stuff they're not supposed to say. Maybe you say some stuff you're not supposed to say or they're not supposed to really uh, entertain from a conversation standpoint. The two I have in mind is, like I said, the... the um, the blackjack dealer that I spoke about last week that kind of gave me that warning and told me, you know what, Thomas, it's time for you to go to bed. I helped you help me all night with these tips. I'm helping you right now. It's not going to look good. The next wave of cards is not your cards. Go to bed. Don't lose all this money that you made. And I appreciated that. But the best one was when me and Sony in a similar situation, I said it already previously, uh, we made all that money on the last night. I went up one three grand having such a great time and we connected with the lead singer of the band, the the young lady who was singing in the band, the Filipino lady who literally hung out with us throughout the whole ship. She took us into the into the and it was closed, but she took us by the um the gift shop or whatever whatever it was and she goes, I want to tell you nobody knows my boyfriend works in the gift shop. Nobody knows we're seeing each other. Come on, let's go see him. And she took us and she went past and we couldn't go in because he was closing up. But he was so excited to see her and us. And he must have known that she just told us. So we were waving to him. And it made him feel good because that showed that, you know, she's showing people that work on the cruise ship that she's dating this guy. And he probably felt good. Very pretty girl. But then she came with us to the nightclub and she's dancing on the dance floor at the nightclub with us. She left. Right. So she left, went to bed. But then that's when that bad incident happened after she left. Thankfully, she left before that happened. But those bottles were getting thrown back and forth. If you if you 
If you didn't hear that story, I think it's on last week's episode. I kind of repeated that. It's probably got to be the fourth time I've told that story. But we won't get into it now. But having that real cool connection with the right crew member on the right set of circumstances is also something. When I think about cruising and what I miss today about cruising, that definitely definitely sticks in my mind but i want to thank you for that and letting me kind of go down memory lane a little and it was a little maybe i don't think it was self-serving i think this is just what we do this is what i think when you send me emails like this and tell me about your stories i just place myself back there place myself back on a cruise ship and really just having having fun and let's be honest guys really right now it's kind of all we got All right, on a lighter note, let's get into your emails. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. And, uh, you know, there are no emails if you don't email me. So please keep them coming. And that email address is Tommy at always be booked. Dot com. So if you have anything you want to say, whether it's just kind of like something that you did on a cruise or something you want to do on a cruise or a question that you have, anything relating cruising or just the show related in general, feel free to uh, to hit me up. I got a very, very personal question, I guess, last week. I'm not going to necessarily do it on this show because I don't think a lot of you people want to hear that. But, um, you know, James, listener James asked a question and uh, he actually, you know, he put it out there. Is this a little too personal? For, for, forgive me if it is a little too personal, but I, yeah, I want to ask it anyway. But uh, that that's the type of stuff I leave for the Patreon. Oh, and by the way, we do have a Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. And uh, on the Patreon, what we do is get into you know, all the stuff that uh, surrounds cruising, stuff that surrounds not cruising. Uh, we have intimate conversations. I talk about my day to day with the restaurant and it's, uh, you know, I try to keep it every day. Um, it has been a little sparse lately. It's definitely at least every other day. And, um, you know, except when we have a show, we don't necessarily do a Patreon on the same day. I'll do a regular show and, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's definitely a way to support the show. As you guys see, I am doing consistent episodes out here and I am, uh, in the midst of, um, you know, kind of trying to get this whole bar restaurant in line. I am making sure I make a concerted, concerted effort to check in with you guys on a regular basis. So if you want to hear more, if you want to hear more in depth, you know, sometimes we laugh together, we cry together, we talk about all sorts of stuff. It's definitely a next level community uh, with the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. It's just $5 a month. Hey, Tommy, I had a Norwegian cruise in Europe this past summer. When it was canceled, I opted for the credit as I thought it would wouldn't be too long before I could rebook. Now I'm kicking myself for doing that. My questions are, do I have to use that credit before a certain date or does it roll over due to COVID? Is there any way to get my money back at this point or am I still stuck with the credit? I was thinking an option would be to book the next day out of New York, the next date out of New York, as I think that might get canceled, which then I could maybe opt for my money instead of another credit. Boat drinks, Mikey B. All right, Mikey. So you're not in danger of losing that credit at this point. You cannot lose a credit while you can't go to sea. You know what I mean? It's not like you're blowing by opportunities or you're sitting on the thing for a while with all these cruises happening and you can't go. So in no way, shape, or form do you have to worry about that going away. 
you know, while cruising is just simply not a thing right now. As far as now, can you get your money back for that? I do not know the answer to that. I will absolutely get it for you. Um, if anybody else does know or can help with that, uh, if you do, maybe you do book a cruise that you think might be canceled. But I would, the only thing I would say to that is be prepared to go on that cruise as well. You may rather it be canceled uh, to get your money back, but also be ready to go on that cruise if it does sail. Now, I think through, I personally think, and I don't know, but I personally think you'll be good through June. Um, but yeah, you're not, you're not you know, uh, you're not on the outside looking in. That credit is still good. That credit is still yours. Now, Kent, again, the question is now, can you just get cash for that? I'm trying to think, do I even know that? I don't know the answer. I am going to have to get it for you. And if you want the, if you want, let's pose the question. I will put, I will pose this in the lounge. Maybe somebody who has experienced this will be able to know and be able to tell you I've just been so far away from just the whole cruising game in general. I have not necessarily, you know, got into playing that game. You know, can you, you know, obviously, you know, if you get your money back, if you are able to get your money back, it's worth, you know, just the money. Usually the cruises and it varies between lines, I think, but I think you can get 125% of the cruise credit. So I will look into that for you and I will pose it and post it in the lounge so that other people can chime in as well. But yeah, don't worry about losing it because again, if if they did that, like if they were going to, you know, tell you, oh, well, your cruise credit expired, you should have used it. Well, you can't use it. So that's kind of silly, right? All right. Hey, Tommy, positive email. I love that. I love that. They- <laughs> I love that they have to write positive email uh, as if they know a lot of hate bombs are coming my way and this is not one of them. Your staycation shows are very enjoyable. Loves your interaction and humor. Uh, Thought this was a brilliant way to keep us all in the loop. Please try to go to Alaska. Amazing. Dog sledding. Whale watching. Fishing. Doe salmon. Having them clean it and send it back home. But nothing like taking a helicopter to a glacier. You will think you are in heaven only negative you will need at least two or three times the amount of cruise for uh, for the cost you will wait you will need at least two to three times okay money you're talking money she says or he's uh, barbara barbara says you will need at least two to three times the amount of the cruise for the cost of the excursions glacier was about five hundred dollars per person thanks for what you do good luck with your new venture Barbara. Barbara, thank you so much for the email. It means so much when you guys email me. And and this is a great one too, because I do appreciate the warning that this was going to be positive. And yes, you, like so many people are twisting my arm to get to Alaska. And eventually I know I'm going to have to do it. I just, it's like, it's like switching from a cruise vacation in general. I can't pull myself away from it. It's like going to St. Thomas and not doing the mountaintop bar crawl. I can't pull myself away from it. It's the same thing as if I go on a cruise, I want my palm trees. I want my pool. That's what it is. We have an intro on this next one. I assume they must not know what it's like to be chronically stressed and worked hard. Okay, this is in response to a question I posed about why do you think people sometimes do not like cruising? Some people don't like cruising, and this is that answer. So it goes, hey, Tommy, John here, and after listening to your staycation conversation about why people hate cruising, I was waiting for y'all to bring this up, but you didn't, so I thought I'd share my two cents. 
I love cruising because it offers a round-trip, all-inclusive adventure with food and entertainment to serve to me. It allows me to relax, see new countries and islands, and go on excursions with minimal planning and stress. And that's exactly what I need out of my vacations because my normal life is so busy and stressful. Me and my wife have two young kids. I've been in college, just graduated, and I've been working two jobs. She works one. We've got our hands pretty full and have a lot of responsibilities and stress on the uh, on a daily basis. So while I'm sitting at work feeling overwhelmed, do you think I'm fantasizing about backpacking across Europe, <laughs> getting cold, wet, and uncomfortable? Do you think I'm looking forward to staying in a tent somewhere in South America, sleeping on the ground, bathing in the river, surviving without plumbing? And do you think I'm daydreaming about uh, daydreaming about navigating the insane traffic in Asia, getting harassed or scammed into buying some trinkets, all to finally make it into my tiny hotel room that has uncomfortable bedding and a weird smell, and then pretending to like the food even though all I need is a good cheeseburger? No, I'm fan- fantasizing about laying on a pristine beach with my ship on the horizon that I know I can board at any time to grab a delicious guy's burger. I'm fantasizing about the relaxing aft pool, watching the wake during the sunset, drinking hand, a pe- a- anticipating the comedy show that will happen in an hour. I'm imagining how amazing it will be to sail from it all, having no kids to attend to, no annoying phone calls, uh, no stressful commutes through traffic, no foreign language barriers, and no worrying about if I have enough money to get dinner. I don't want to come back from vacation feeling like I need a vacation from that vacation. I only have so many vacation days. I want to really utilize them and actually relax so that I can return to my busy life refreshed. When you have a life as stressful and crazy as mine, it's crucial to your mental health to unplug from it all and let your worries go completely. And cruising provides that better than any other form of travel. Land-based, all-inclusives are second, but actually those seem less adventurous and even more lazy because you don't get to visit multiple ports but all uh but all the other methods of travel the ones that many people consider real travel are just too stressful for me at this point in my life when i struggle to make ends meet maybe things will settle down more i'll do something like that so here's my hot take people who only travel like that backpacking hotel hopping trekking through the jungle don't have busy or interesting enough home life if anything, they are lazy and boring at home if they need to get their fix uh, of stress and planning with their vacations. For me, it's the opposite. I take lazy vacations because my home life is already stressful and busy and cruises are cheaper. Gotta save where I can. Oh, I scrolled up here. Hold on. Um, that was a longer message than I thought, but I just wanted to set the record straight. And it's not just me. <clears throat> Some of the people who like cruising are the busiest, least lazy people you will ever meet. Ever wonder why parents like cruising so much? Trashing on someone's vacation because it's lazy doesn't make any sense. I thought of the whole point of the vacation was to kick back and be lazy for a few days. That's like trashing on someone's car because it never breaks down. It doesn't offer that true car experience of getting a toe on the freeway. <laughs> Give me a break. Anyway, now you have another argument to throw at people whether they hate on cru- whenever they hate on cruising. That, thanks for reading. I cannot wait till we are all back at sea, John. John, I've used this argument. I've said this argument. Now, you know what? I'm not going to lie. You may have done it a little bit more eloquent with... Um, 
you know, real world examples than I did. I've said that so often when I was working in New York City every day, commuting from Queens to Manhattan and running through bustling traffic. And then you get to work and then that's when the trouble really starts. Because literally, let's be honest, I'm in charge of 50 people. I have 50 people under me running around in a high energy nightclub, fast paced restaurant business where who the hell knows what could go wrong. Anywhere from something like the chicken fingers aren't done enough to a 20 on 20 person brawl over a mechanical bull ride anything and this was six days a week it was hardcore it was stressful so i always said that's why i love the cruise vacation because the minute and that's what i'm saying the minute that left foot and that right foot cross that threshold off that gangway onto that cruise ship even though you're in port you're still on vacation i'm looking back at the city that i live in i'm looking at the hustle and the bustle of everything that's going around and i know my job is just a couple of blocks away but i might as well be even when i'm still in port in new york city i might as well be in san juan because i can't get back they can't get to me I can't get to them if the freaking thing is on fire. Oh, well, somebody's going to have to have to have the wherewithal to call the fire department. You know what I mean? If there's a problem, oh, well, the world is going to have to spin on its own access for right now. I am literally staring at my job, my the city that my job is in, but I'm on the roof of a ship with a pool and a pina colada in my hand. And there is nothing better than that. Okay, the thing's about to start up. Boom, let's go. See you in Puerto Rico in two days. A hundred percent. So I don't know if you're a new listener, John, or you missed a couple episodes back in the day, way back in the day, whatever it is. But you said it probably better than I did with the examples you used. And again, anybody who takes offense to what John said as far as lazy people, during their regular life, he's merely responding. You know what I mean? He's not saying he's not calling everybody lazy who goes on crazy wild vacations and gets adventurous. Really, he's just basically responding to the people who call us lazy people for going on cruise vacations. But John, you 100% <clears throat> nailed it, and that's exactly my sentiment. And you know, in shows past, that's exactly the um, argument. Very, very similar. I would say, to the argument as to why I have such a passion for cruising. Hi, Tommy. Being an avid cruiser and having no cruises happening, my husband and I ventured into the world of all-inclusives. Uh, this past year, I thought you might enjoy my take on what AL cruising have and cruising have in common and how they are different from my perspective. Disclaimer, my husband and I mostly choose Royal Caribbean. We've only been to two all-inclusives, both locations in Jamaica, and we were both at Sa- they were both at Sandals and both times were when the pandemic started. So a person's experience with a different all-inclusive at a different time might be different. Things that are the same, the beautiful views, beautiful views of the ocean, nature, scenery with both cruising and sandals. Come on, you can't say that the views are the same. I'm arguing and yelling at you playfully, so it's not really hostile. (laughs) Cruising, the view changes every three seconds on a cruise ship. You know what I mean? And drastically every day. Uh, 
So it's like, I don't really see how the views, not to contest you on your first little statement here, but how are the views even comparable? The staff. One thing we loved about Santos is that we had the uh, amazing service that we all had the pleasure of having on cruises. By the end of the vacation, the staff felt like family, similar to a cruise. The staff in both places seemed always happy to see you and went above and beyond to make sure we, we have a great vacation. That I could totally see. Believe that. I would bet that they would do that obviously their money depends on it and you know what they're making the best of it and why not meet some great people and have some pleasant interactions and be pleasant versus being miserable um with both cruise and sandals we felt that the level of cleanliness was excellent staff is always keeping public areas clean the food the food quality of uh the quality of food on both cruises and sandals is both excellent. You can tell that the chefs in both genres take pride in the quality of their food, making it look extra uh, tasty and amazing. At sandals, just like on a cruise, you can order multiple appetizers, desserts, lobster tails. Uh, in both a cruise and all ex- all inclusive, you can order room service. The pre-breakfast buffet we ordered. Uh, the pre-breakfast we order of coffee. I'm going to read this again. The pre-breakfast breakfast we order of coffee, fruit, and danishes was almost identical with both places. There are different kinds of places to eat on both, which makes the vacation even more fun. The bars. Both options have a lot of bars. The drink of the day, the fun bartenders, the booze available in the morning, afternoon, and night. Both options have servers going around to people laying around the pool, bringing them drinks. Loyalty programs. Both Options have loyalty programs with perks for the more times you've been there. Personally, I think Sandals loyalty program is better than the cruise loyalty programs. Even after one trip, we were invited to a great loyalty dinner, got free t-shirts, a free bottle of rum, etc. See, I'll agree with you on that. I I am not impressed at all with cruise lines, royalty programs, any of them. Um, The only one I kind of think is cool is MSC where they'll just kind of match. You know what I mean? Whatever loyalty program you have uh, on other cruise lines, MSC will match. But other than that, really nothing uh, loyalty. It's just for the status. I would like to be platinum on Carnival. I'd like to be platinum just to say I'm platinum. But I don't need to go to your half-hour captain's you know, meet and greet You know, where you get one complimentary cocktail. You know, I guess that the platinum, it starts to get a little bit better. You get priority stuff. Uh, you know, gold, gold doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, things to do. Both options have various activities during the day and at night. Trivia stuff, line dancing, silent disco games. Sandals includes a lot of water activities, tubing, sailing, snorkeling, etc. Both options include nice pool areas. I would assume that the all-inclusives blow cruises away with pools because, you know, one thing, pools, uh, pool spaces at a premium on cruises and pools are kind of small, right? And especially, you know, I found out that the biggest thing about cruising with the pools and why you don't have big pools on cruise ships is because water's heavy and you can't put that much weight at the top of a cruise ship, which when you think about it makes actual perfect sense. All right, now we're going to get into things that are different. I love with cruises that there is a different port, different view every day. Although the view at Sandals was beautiful, it was the same view every day. I like the variety with cruises. See, that's what I was saying before. Uh, room and cabin size. With Sandals, the size of the room is so much bigger than a cruise cabin. Yes, I would imagine that. The bathroom especially was huge. The shower at Sandals was probably bigger than our whole bathroom on a cruise ship. 
Our balcony at Sandals was also much bigger as well. Yes, when you have a land-based, uh, I guess, um, property, the space is not as much of a premium as it is on a cruise ship. So that is definitely understandable, and I can imagine that you'd, I would, I would, I would be surprised if you told me anything different. Entertainment, the level of entertainment on any cruise I've been on far surpasses that at Sandals. Oh, geez, what the hell are they doing at Sandals then? <laughs> no offense to the cruises, but geez. What's going on at Sandals if the cruise entertainment is blowing it away? Well, you're talking about Royal Caribbean too. Royal Caribbean is on the higher side of cruise entertainment, so I got to give you that. You know what I mean? The people at Sandals, it's probably maybe Sandals, maybe more in line with the other cruise lines as far as entertainment because Royal Caribbean does do it right. The people at Sandals tried hard, but they couldn't live up to the professional level of the entertainment on a cruise ship. The fun on a cruise also goes longer into the night than at an all-inclusive uh, at at least the two Sandals I was at. With a cruise, everyone is beginning and ending their vacation at the same time. Not so for an all-inclusive. That can be both good and not so good. The good, no lines to start your vacation and end your vacation. You can enjoy everything at an all-inclusive right until the minute you leave. Also, with an all-inclusive, you can start and end your vacation whenever you want. You can extend by a day. You can go for three days or 13 days. You don't have to work around the sailing times that are available. That's a great point. I could totally see that being an, a, a great option. You know what I mean? You're on a vacation. You're having a great day. Everybody's having a blast. Nobody's got It's Friday. Nobody's got anything to do till Monday. You know what? This is amazing. Let's go till Saturday. I could totally see that, and that would be an awesome little rush there that you'd get from extending. The bad. I love the energy on a cruise from all of us starting and ending our vacation together. Not sure how to describe it. That is true. Again, I've said that before. Like It's an adventure. You're going from here to there, but you're doing it with a group of people. It's like you guys are all in on this adventure, uh, adventure together, and that is definitely not lost on me. Number five, value. Although we loved our recent vacations on land, there is no question that you get a lot more bang for your buck on a cruise. However, internet was included at all our all-inclusives, and it was a way better than any other ship internet. However, I do not go online that much on my vacation anyway, so it doesn't bother me on a ship when the internet isn't great. In a way, I miss the days of being completely out of touch while on a cruise, which is crazy. I got in that... It's crazy when I started cruising, guys. It's like... I two things, two major things happened when I joined cruising. I was while I've only been cruising for 10 years, when I started cruising, when I started cruising, there was no such thing as a drink package and the internet was an absolute disaster and you were completely cut off from society. Like it was a thing when you were going on a cruise, my first couple of cruises, for whatever reason, you didn't have access. You didn't. You 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 were going away, and you didn't have access. Now, if you have internet, you have full texting capabilities. I don't know if that was always the way, but you just felt like for whatever reason, you just you were you were going away, and you and you didn't have access. You could call. It would cost you three hundred and forty-five dollars a minute or whatever it was. Uh, you could get online and maybe send emails back and forth, but I don't think the iPhone texting thing, the um the data texting thing, was a thing yet. And you were you were away. You were out of touch. You had email. If you bought the internet package, which was garbage and expensive, you had that. But you'd have to kind of like go on and you'd do like an email a day or an email session a day. And then you, it was different. Those are the two major things. Bottom line, I am uh, 
happy that all inclusives are a vacation option right now. There is still a lot that diehard cruisers would like. Uh, I that diehard cruisers would like, but there are some differences as well. It's almost like a vacation at Coco Cay before all of the improvements. Oh, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> I'm sure that when cruises come back, I'll still make an occasional trip to an all-inclusive, but at the same time, cruising is going to remain my first love. In the meantime, I keep listening to Always Be Booked, waiting for the day I'll be back at sea. Boat drinks, Dorothy. Dorothy, thank you so much for that email. Thank you for your continued loyalty to the show. And most of all, in this episode, thank you for that very, very in-depth breakdown of what your opinion is between the differences of an all-inclusive vacation as it compares to our beloved cruise vacations. That's going to do it for this week. I want to thank you guys again so much for listening. It means the world to me. Again, I don't mean to be negative or cynical. I just don't want to lie to each other. I just want to keep it real with you guys as much as possible. And you know what? There is going to be a time when we go back to sea, we're going to get back on a cruise ship. And when we do, it's going to be that much sweeter. But I'm just trying to kind of give you the honesty through my eyes and through uh, my lens as much as possible. Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked for an extra show a day um, or every other day right now. I'll definitely get back into the every other day, every day thing once this stuff cools down with our grand opening, but I'm hoping you guys will understand. But it is a great way to support the show. If you want inside information and crazy stories and wild stuff that also has nothing to do with cruising, sign up for Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. Check me out on Instagram. It's the Always Be Booked account on Instagram. Also, YouTube. I need some views, guys. Give me some views. Some YouTube views. Always Be Booked on YouTube and the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Thank you again so much for listening. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat is from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat is from. It takes away. I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy Good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing 
get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the so get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away. I love your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from.